action. The Realist Rise Podcast. Get ready, bitches. Talking with Vic starts now. Alrighty, y'all. We have Shalom Black here. Hello. Fashion, beauty, influencer, guru, oh survivor, God. YouTuber, everything about bad bitch. Like Period. Every, everything okay. about. Thank you for hyping me, yo. I kind of <laughs> needed that. <laughs> no, I mean, if y'all are listening and not watching on YouTube, you just she matches the set. She got crystals on her hair. Listen. She got pink lighter. Listen. <laughs> I was ready. I watched the other podcast. I was like, okay, so it's like a pink vibe. I'm going to yeah. come here with pink. No, you, 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 child, you made me look unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like we still go pink and yellow go. You know, it's, it's, it. it's cute. Yeah. The lighting will, exactly. it'll take care of it. Exactly. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. Of course. I was so excited for you to get here. I know we met about, I guess, two to three years ago yeah. at, at like events. We would kind of see each other. Um, but I feel like I want to get to know you. That I feel like that's the theme of all the podcasts is getting to yeah. know you on a more personal level. Right. Um, so, of course, I want to go through everything that people that might not know who you are kind mm-hmm. of get a gist of who you are and some of the things that you've gone through. But then I want to get deeper. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I want to know things that the people don't know. Okay. You know what? I'm so open. The thing is, I always tell people this. I'm actually like an open book. Like, ask me. Because I can't lie. I'll just be like, okay, what you want to know? And you're honestly, so. I've seen you. You're very honest. And you're okay. very, like, I. that's one thing yeah. I gains respect i'm very observant Mm -hmm. so i've observed like you're very consistent Mm -hmm. and you just you tell it how it is thank you so i love it you're you're the perfect person for the podcast (laughs) thank you i appreciate that so i want to start off um for anyone that doesn't know you like where where did this journey begin where are you from um and where did shalom black where where did you start this journey that we call life? Um, so I am born um, from, I was born in Nigeria mm-hmm. and I grew there for about like 11 years of my life. Um, and I then got into a incident where I got burned with hot oil when I was nine years old. And so after that, my aunt that was living here in America decided, you know what? Why don't I bring him here for, you know, a chance maybe to get, you know, plastic surgery, you know, just reconstruction of um, our face. And by the way, when I say ours, me and my sister. Mm -hmm. So um, 20, um, I'm sorry, 2007, we moved to America, got a couple of um, procedures done. But, you know, you come out, you think that you're going to look like a normal person again. It's just like it's never really going to ever go back mm-hmm. to what it was. Um, and then I started, you know, school year and, you know, got picked on, whatever. Mm. But, you know, we passed through that. And mm. then I kind of decided that I want to put myself on YouTube just because I thought it was so cool watching people mm-hmm. do YouTube um, and then I just took that chance. And from there, you know, from one thing to the other, it just led to me kind of getting here. So, yeah. yeah, it's just honestly a chance. No, I remember the first time I saw you, I still lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it was, I forgot what platform it was on. It was on Instagram, but it was like for a brand or mm-hmm. I don't know if a magazine and you were explaining your story. Yeah. And I remember I had actually posted because that was at the time where you know on Instagram mm-hmm. you could post random shit. Like right. you didn't have to always do right. like the way we post now. So I remember I posted mm-hmm. your video because I was inspired by it. And that shit like did like wonders on my wow. Instagram. So I always remember you from that instance because I was mm-hmm. like, it's kind of weird before you move to LA and then you come here and you see people that you've seen before. Yeah. And it's kind of like, wait, I know well, who how, you are. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um how did did that experience with, with the burns and all of that? Was it like the reason why you got into makeup and 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 how like how was how did you get into that? Um, I would say you know as a kid I always loved makeup. I liked it, but obviously I couldn't wear it. But then after getting burned, um, I really got introduced to it 
through the hospital because it's like you know we want to help her feel confident and just kind of be free so I got introduced into makeup and I really started like getting into it trying to like do my brows because I didn't have brows you know going to middle school high school just trying to like fit in in a way so I started like just teaching myself and then out of nowhere because I, I remember I would go on YouTube and I would just watch like music videos you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. back in the days um <laughs> and then one day I literally just came across a YouTube video that was makeup tutorial and that was like life-changing I was like there's something like this and I will literally watch like makeup tutorials every oh, day after nice. school and I started picking up more and more on how to do my brows but it was also really hard because there wasn't anyone that looked like me and like the skin that I have so regardless of you know how much I kind of tried to mimic what I just saw mm -hmm. is different on my skin and my skin texture so um as I started kind of perfecting I was like you know what I actually have a friend that's also a brain survivor and she's struggling to do her makeup I'm pretty sure there's going to be more people let me give this thing a try and See if I can teach others mm -hmm. how to, even though I wasn't great. Oh, my God. If I look some some of my videos back in the days, I'm like, oh, my God, what were you thinking? That's everybody. Um, right. <laughs> but I felt like, you know, I just took that chance and was like, let me try to teach others. Even though at the same time, I was really scared. I'm like, people are going to take my video, my pictures and make it into a meme and just make fun of me. But I always remember a quote that I heard. Um, it says that you lose 100% of the chances that you don't take. And I honestly, like, I wasn't doing YouTube to get famous off mm -hmm. of it. I even, like, literally prayed. I was like, God, if you decide that you're going to make me famous off of this, I pray that it's not because of a meme. Like, mm -hmm. I do not want to be a meme. Um, and then, you know, I just started posting. I wasn't being quite truthful at the beginning. Cause I will put like a little bit of like makeup before I come on camera mm -hmm. and then like, Oh, I'm going to show you guys how I do my makeup. Cause I was so insecure and scared by people picking on me. Um, but obviously people can still see like, or, mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely something in your face. What's going on. And did you, this? so you didn't disclose your, your burn story in the beginning, in the very beginning? Not initially. No. Even though it was kind of obvious that, you know, there was definitely something not, fully you know write about my skin um but I feel like eventually I slowly just started like let me just take this chance and just be myself you know I just wanted to be me and be happy w mm -hmm. with who I am so that's kind of how what was the moment that you were like okay I'm gonna tell my story um my first time taking that was when I decided to post a picture and this was like Instagram I decided to take a take a picture of myself without a wig I did have makeup on but I never actually looked at myself like you know without my wig and mm -hmm. I saw myself I was like wow I actually look kind of nice mm -hmm. so I decided let me post this picture but I was scared shitless this is probably when I just graduated high school I'm like oh my classmates are gonna see it I don't know what's gonna happen took that picture posted it and then I literally logged off of Instagram and like deleted the app mm. and one of my friends texted me maybe like four hours later and was like such and such posted a photo of you on Twitter mm -hmm. and my heart literally like sank to my stomach were you scared yes I was like oh my god what did he say she was like no it's actually good you know he posted on Twitter he was like Shalom is the real MVP and I started like... Was it somebody you knew? Yeah, or? someone that went to my school. One of my oh, classmates. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, like, I started... It wasn't like viral, but I mean, at the time, it was like a lot for me. And it you was guys, close to home. Exactly. So it was I was like, oh my God. I almost cry. And then I like go on... I decided, let me just get back on my Instagram. And there was like comment, people telling me like how I inspired them some girl, I, I can always remember this. She was like, I have a scar on my leg. I want a model, but I've been feeling so insecure. And this has like made me want to like, you know, just go out there and do it. I was just like, wow, 
Not like I've been holding back tears listening to this already. <laughs> I'm a crybaby. I'm a very oh, much a don't cry. cry. <laughs> it's hopefully it's good tears. So no, it's definitely good tears. Yeah. Especially seeing how far you've come. Yeah. You know. And I think that, you know, even with everything that you've gone through in every interaction, because I'm not gonna sit here and act like we're the best of friends. We talk oh, yeah. all the time, but in every interaction that we have had and have been around, I don't think that you've ever walked around mm-hmm. um, as a victim. Mm-hmm. I think you've always held your head up high and you've always made it so much more about that mm-hmm. story. So it's interesting to see and hear like kind of the deeper yeah. aspects Thank of it, you. you know? Yeah. Um, but so from there on out, um, when did it progress into kind of becoming a to the point where you became an influencer and and it became like a like a moment, you know? I I don't know. Okay. So maybe like finally like getting brands. Like again, like when I started, I didn't know like this is like you could make money off of it or if it's even possible. But then I started getting reached out. I remember I got yeah, the Rachel Ratio Ellen. But the thing is, like, with the Ellen, I didn't know back then, like, there was, like, a message on YouTube that Mm -hmm. they could, like, message you directly from your YouTube channel. So I I never, like, responded. Yeah. Um, But the Rachel Ray people actually, like, either, like, sent me an email. And so I went and then, like, all this stuff started just coming. And I was just like, whoa. It was actually a lot for me because I had a viral video, but I'm like, what do I do now? Like, I literally went from, like, I don't know, 5,000 subscribers, maybe, like, 700 to, like, 50,000 in, like, a week. That's crazy. What do you do with that? I was so, like, scared. I'm I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it's not like there was, like, a book of, like, oh, this is how to be an influencer, anything like that, how to take it. And this, this is another thing, like, being Black, we don't really get help when stuff like this so it's like okay like we don't great. have people to kind of go Push, to exactly for like so, advice with especially with entertainment exactly with uh legal stuff mm-hmm. with all of that like how know? do i take this to the next step no. i was just like i don't know what i'm doing you know but you know thankfully um regardless of me not knowing it just kind of kept growing it became like this huge thing um that honestly to me to this day, I honestly cannot believe it. I'm just like, wow. So, yeah. no, I say, and, and if if anyone from Ellen is seeing this, I want to see you on Ellen. Oh my god, I never made it to Ellen, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, they reached out. It was like when I finally saw the email. I was like, I mean, yes, the woman to come. They were like, we wanted exclusivity, and you already went on the Rachel mm. Ray. So I was like, oh, okay, it's okay. Well, you said you're still here. I'm still thriving. here. So that's it. <laughs> but yeah. But from from there on out, what city? Well, actually, what city were you in? Um, I was actually was from the East Coast, from Maryland. Maryland. Um, that's when I started. You like know, DMV The DMV. Go ahead, PG. Yes. Um. Yeah, I was doing my little makeup in my aunt's house. I had my bedroom. Oh my god, you guys. Back. <laughs> I see those video. The bedroom, one of my bedrooms did not even have like a doorknob. I used to like push like a um, paper towel in it just to record, and I refused to have a bed in there. So I, I took a futon so that I can like put it back, you know, when I want to film. And then when I have to sleep, I like flatten the futon because I was like, I am so dedicated to this like YouTube. And it made me so happy. Like, I was in beauty school, so I would go to beauty school, come back, and film a video every day. I was on it. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't even getting money from, like, YouTube at the time. It's just like, this is so fun for me. And my friends and my family used to look at me like crazy, like, it's so weird. Like, why are you recording yourself? (laughs) Because people don't understand, like... Especially in those years, like mm-hmm. 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, there was, we had like that first wave of YouTubers and yeah. stuff. 
but it wasn't like normal. Like right. people didn't want to be influencers. I don't even think that word really existed right, exactly. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but your story of you filming, so that's how I started. So I lived in the projects in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So all wow. my first videos are mm-hmm. literally in my little room right. in the projects. And I was like, okay. you know what? I'm going to make it work. Let me get my little background. And look at you now. And yeah, it's like you, yeah. like just hearing that, like I love that because yeah. That's what I want to hear Mm -hmm. because for me, it always felt as though, even though some of the people that were already, I would say famous Mm -hmm. as influencers at the time, I felt like none of them had stories Mm -hmm. that I could relate to. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think that's the thing where I'm like, I felt like, okay, this person got it because they're so beautiful. And for a while, I'm like, I would never get to this level because I don't look like this people. Like, Mm -hmm. when are people going to see me beautiful and want to follow me and stuff like that, you know? But I feel like with time, things are kind of changing where people want, like, substance. It's not just about, like, oh, the look and all of that, you know, just having substance and meaning and connection. And let's be real, like, most of the people that watch YouTube are regular like I want to come on YouTube and feel related to somebody I don't want to be on here like I can't relate to you at all you Mm. know so I think that's kind of what you know it kind of changed yeah no I feel that I I I love that I would I would have never known that to be honest and I feel like uh especially you know People come from places like that. It it doesn't matter what color of your of this of your skin that yeah. you are, but it's something about you know hearing a black story and hearing a story that's relatable to yeah. my story as well. Because right. you know most of the time when we when we have people in the industry or in entertainment, they already were in like mm-hmm. they were already a rich kid right. who had a famous black actor parent mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, so it's. Yeah. You don't see that. And I feel like people are almost afraid to talk about the struggle. Yeah. And I think there's so much beauty Oh yeah. in the struggle. Like, oh, yeah. that's what makes me want to root for Do you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you sit and you're just like, yeah, like, I struggle with this much. And I'm here, like, and I feel like those people, us, we appreciate it so much. Because we know, like, where we came from. Yeah. And you put in more work because you're just like, I know where I came from. I'm never going back there. It's only up from here. Only you know up. what I mean? So yeah. So when, when was the moment that like you were like, okay, I'm moving to LA. Like I'm going to make it work out there. Um, Honestly, the moment was I couldn't really find anyone to like do stuff with. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so like. And I, I watch Instagram videos and stuff, and I just see people, like, in L.A. kind of going about it. And also, you know, I started saving up. I was just like, I, I'm i ready to actually have my own place, but yeah. I can't see myself, like, still here in the DMV. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? <laughs> I was like, let me go ahead and go to L.A. And my family thought I was crazy. Like, you're going to go all the way on the other side of the country mm-hmm. by yourself? You don't have no family? No family. Have? No. Me neither. I mean, now I do. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know anyone. I didn't have any friends here. I was just coming. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come. I mean, there are some few people I talk to, you know, on Instagram and stuff. But, you know. So I decided. It was like, okay, well, you got to save up. I saved up money. I was not playing. And I came here um, for, I think, like, YouTube Black, like, the first YouTube Black event. Um, and I honestly loved L.A. I did not want to leave. <laughs> I was like, I have to come back here. That was here. me when I first got here. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is so nice. But it also kind of remind me of, like, back home, Nigeria. Just the weather, you know, like, just hot. And some of, like, the houses are, like, builds, like houses back in nigeria so, so i loved home. it yeah i was like i have to be here so um i came back looked at some places went back home put in my application got approved i only came here with like two luggages wow it's like here i am la it, that's and yeah that's crazy because with with me when i first got up all the girls in LA, they they're mm-hmm. sick of me now because I'm such a <laughs> I'm such a LA hater. But uh-huh. like it's like it still has such a big place in my heart because I've grown and I became an adult here. Right. Um, but I remember when I first came here, I was like, Oh, this is it. 
Yeah. Like, I love it here. Yeah. And you know what I loved when I first got here was the feeling. It was the opposite for me. It was mm-hmm. the feeling of being far away from home. Because I, I didn't miss anybody. I'm sorry. Because I felt like... <laughs> but <laughs> did you have, like, a, um, a really good, like, you know, relationship with your family? Oh, yes. I yes. was really good with my family. Mm-hmm. But um, growing up, especially in the hood, like, I was just like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not relate yeah. to what was around me. I'm glad. And you wanted better. I wanted better. And, yeah. I, and my dream was always to buy my mama home. So I'm Aww. like, I want to buy my mama home. Yeah. I want to be able to give my family things that they've never had. Mm-hmm. Not that we grew up like gutter, like mm-hmm. just poor. It wasn't like that either. But, you know, we had our struggles. And yeah. I just, you want to break the family yeah, curse. You want to, you want to, you want to progress. Course. Exactly. So for me, it's like, that's always like in the back of my mm-hmm. mind. Like I'm like, and oh. was it, was it kind of scary? Cause you like makeup and I feel like around the time and social media, people didn't think that you can actually make a good living. Like fucking doctors, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, some of us, <laughs> like fucking doctors. <laughs> like, you know, some of us are making what doctors are yeah, making yeah. you know but i feel like there was like that stigma it's like you want to go be like a makeup artist like mm-hmm. how you gonna survive mm-hmm. you want to be a youtuber how you gonna survive yeah it's, it, it's so new right like a lot of people don't get it i was actually on the phone with my dad on the way mm-hmm. here and again my family is very supportive but my parents, especially being from such a different generation, they don't yeah. really know. They don't get it. Like, they're kind of like, huh? They get it, but they don't get it. They're like, okay, well, you're doing good for yourself, <laughs> but like, how is it? How is this going to be for the long run? For like, the long run. I remember my dad would always, my dad is still in Nigeria. I haven't seen him in like 13 years. He would like wow. call and be like, um, so are you going to go to school? I said, if you're going to pay for my college sure <laughs> if you're not i'm not about to put myself in debt like yeah. and yeah. i think i think also it goes into this provides a platform i honestly so i've always said i don't see myself being 55 years old putting on makeup right. on the internet right like, i don't see myself but it gives you a platform and it and exposes you to mm-hmm. lanes and spaces yeah. where you can become a business owner an mm-hmm. entrepreneur look at you right now no shade like i never thought that i'd be doing anything like this Mm -hmm. when i was growing up i wanted to be an architect wow i wanted to be an architect i was listening we can still make that happen you want to build my house (laughs) i'll draw i'll draw right you want to you want to like design my house real quick and then in high school Mm-hmm. I went. I took an early physics class because for architecture you mm-hmm. have to take physics, and I was horrible. Wow, horrible. So I was like, okay, we good on the architecture. Uh-huh. So then I was like, oh, I'm gonna be in fashion because in New York it's like easy to get into right. the fashion like industry in the and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I ended up going to college for like two semesters, wow. and I studied fashion marketing. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to school, and I was like. This is not for, for me. me. Yeah. This is not for and I don't knock anyone that goes to school. If you have yeah. your degrees, amazing. That's an amazing accomplishment. There's a lot Definitely. of yeah. hard work that goes into mm-hmm. that. But I knew it wasn't for me. And that's how I fell into makeup. Wow. Cause I started you I don't know if you know this phase that everybody has gone through, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like the over tweezing phase. Mm. I started to overtweet my brows. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you had to, thick brows, didn't you? I, because, okay, when you met me, I had <laughs> to, <laughs> I was like, wait. When you met me, I had thick brows because I was so mm-hmm. traumatized oh. by the no brow right. era. Uh-huh. And it's funny because now my brows are pretty thin, especially yeah. from when you met me. Because they were like, they were like yeah. thick and they're like blocky. Like mm-hmm. they're like, da dum. Right. It was there. You're like, like I were, see it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Everybody that knows me. I'm like, I see like, it. That's why I'm like, wait. Brow? I'm trying to remember it when I saw you. Your brows were pretty. They were thick. Huge. No, they were but yeah, thick. No. But that's how I fell into makeup. And, and, and now I feel like because of makeup, I'm mm-hmm. falling into completely. 
completely mm-hmm. different things. But I feel like we evolve as humans, you know? Like, your interest doesn't necessarily mean, like, you're completely not interested in what you do. It's just, mm-hmm. like, you evolve. You want to learn more. We're, we're complex. So, it's, like, you want to do more. I, I love to do so many stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I love makeup. I'm so into, like, interior designing. And I want to take that very serious, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm so, yeah, somewhat into it. Yeah, like you know, I'm like <laughs> doing a little bit. And I want to take that like literally so serious, you know. But like before, yes, I decorated like my rooms and stuff. Like I wouldn't have thought like I would fully be so like interested in that. Um, so it's like, you know, we grow, we find a bunch of different stuff that we like. But I feel like it still kind of like connects mm-hmm. in a way. You know what I mean? Like now you're doing podcasts. It's like you have all the beauty, like people coming in, social media coming yeah. in, that still ties in, you know, with and I, what you do. So, and and I think what you're saying is so accurate because the reason why I wanted to get into podcasting is because I've always felt a little bit misunderstood, mm-hmm. um, and the only times when people would understand me is if they had a conversation with me. Mm. They'd be like, "Oh, I get why you are the way that you are," because mm-hmm. I'm all about. Like, I love getting to know somebody. Right. Like, I love having, like, those deep conversations and mm-hmm. kind of having, you know, a better understanding yeah. of somebody. And I think that's why when I would go to beauty events, mm-hmm. I would just be like... We don't really get that time to, like, mm-hmm. talk. Because you're just like, okay, so there's this makeup. We got to, yeah. you know, shoot content and stuff. You don't really get the time to actually, like, sit and no people and the yeah, music yeah. is loud you know it's just sort of like hey girl snap boom boom see you next time maybe we should you know i was kind of annoyed when i came to la you know mm-hmm. i was going i was viral so everybody kind of like knew, knew you, me, you yeah, know so i remember i would go to event and literally i used to be bombarded by like influencer and it was a lot for me because i wasn't used to that i would like be talking to this person and this person comes like, oh my God, I love you. Let's do a snack. Oh, shalom, blah, blah, blah. Let's hang out. And then you never hear from them. And then until the next event, oh my God, let's hang out again. I'm just like, I've gotten so like. You get like to- jaded yeah. and like desensitized to Exactly. People. So I just used to be like, yeah, totally. Yeah, like but I know it's not gonna happen. It's like you don't (laughs) actually make this plan. So you get to that point, it's just like No, that has and for me, like no shade and and I've worked very hard on that, but Mm -hmm. I just I used to be very big on just calling it out. Like I was like, girl, we ain't never hanging out. Right. So so, but you know, to a lot of people here that's like Like what? Even though what you're saying is the truth. So I've I've had to work on it. So that's why with the podcast, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to get to know my peers. Yeah. Like, what's the tea? And like, yeah. not, I don't want to hear like gossipy shit. Like, right. I want to know your life. Exactly. And I think that in today's world, especially, like, everybody's always worried about some tea mm-hmm. or something. But like, what's the tea? That's not good for like your brain. Yeah. Like, you know, to always be hearing that oh, shit yeah. and stuff like that. And that's that. why, like, I feel like I pick and choose the people I'm like friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I would tell you this, I have a lot of like, associates Mm -hmm. like makeup people a lot of them obviously i follow people and stuff like that but when it comes down to my friends i can count them with like maybe 10 fingers you know what i mean people that i'm actually like talking to every day i'm on the phone with and stuff like that that i've made from you know being here and social media you know versus like how many people consider you know friends like a friend like do you know what i mean exactly so it's like yeah. Do you feel like your experience being black in um, the industry, and especially in the makeup industry, has it been a little bit more difficult to get things that maybe you felt like you kind of deserve and were the right person? Because mm-hmm. I've I felt like that for certain mm-hmm. things, but yeah. have you ever felt like there was a double standard in any way? Definitely. Um, there's a lot of stuff old certain brands that you know i would want to work with i would see them working with someone that has way less than you know followers that i have you Mm -hmm. know and or when they come to me it's like you giving me this like crappy offer it's almost like offensive like Mm. 
what? Mm-hmm. This is what you're offering me? And I thank God, like, I have a great manager that completely, like, understands me. It's just like, yeah, we're not talk- taking this, you know? Yeah. But at first, I think, again, like, when I mentioned earlier, it's like, we don't, they don't really teach us this, you know? We don't mm-hmm. have somebody to, like, go and ask. Um, I used to be hyped. You offered me little. I'll be like, I'm just hyped that I'm getting that an offer. Getting I'm, the I'm working. And you know what I mean? That. Exactly. And you come that. back to me again. I'm like, I've grown like three times from what you came the first time, and you're still offering me this. Like, and you have such a unique audience. Come on. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't understand why brands don't appreciate mm-hmm. black influencers because you're literally bringing them mm-hmm. an audience that probably ain't even paying attention to your brand in the exactly. first place. I'm literally, it's a, it's a 50, 50, exactly. the same way you guys are giving me this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also exposing oh, yeah. a, a different people because oh, yeah. the top people all have the same audience exactly. essentially. Mm-hmm. So if all of them are doing posts, it's the same people that are right. really seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't get why brands, yeah. you know, it's the thing. I think brands do see it. I think they just don't care. Yeah. To be completely honest. Oh, yeah. Because we've been preaching this. You know, I feel like now it's like, oh, you know, we support it. You know, they send you this message. It's just like this whole entire time. Like even with some of the black brands, you know, because they wanted to cater to certain people, you know. So it's just like there was a brand that I loved. I remember they kind of just came out and I came out. I, I buy their stuff, use it, tag them. I never got reposted ever, <laughs> and I remember just just wondering, just like, is it is it that my pictures are like not great? You know, because you really start to like get into your question head. yourself. Yeah, it's like, are they not that good? But then I look on the page, I was like, this person does not even like have like anyone that looks like me on their page, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to also be like a black brand. What the heck is going on? Let's let's talk you about know? it. Let's talk about it's that just actually like... because <laughs> I've noticed um, that. This is a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have, but Mm -hmm. it's something that really happens. And I think there's nothing wrong with talking about it because it'll bring awareness. But I think I've had that issue, too, with Mm -hmm. a lot of Black-owned brands. Um, There's not like this equal playing field, even amongst brands where you should feel the safest. Right. You should feel like they're not going to take advantage of you. And it has to start with us. Like, we can't always, like, go out and Mm -hmm. be like, oh, this Caucasian brand is not um, creating products for us or is not supporting us when our own people are not even doing that to begin yes. with. It's like, how how is the other people going to give us respect? I if you don't agree. You know, so it was it was hard. I was just like, it's very I'm hard. To, like, stop. But, you know, now I'm like, OK, they change. Maybe I can give a second chance. Like, okay, I'm cool with that. I'll give you a second chance. And so I for have... you to prove to me that you right. really changed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You no, know, I completely get that. I feel like with being, especially a Black influencer, you kind of get a heat from all mm-hmm. sides. That mm-hmm. is, is like even people that look like you hold you to a double standard. Because right. I remember, it, it was funny to see last year with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement kind of being, um, what's the word? Uh, I would say they were amplifying a movement mm-hmm. that has been around for years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there was this moment oh, yeah. where they wanted to selectively uplift yeah. it. Um, but... I remember talking about stuff like yeah. that, like in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm very vocal. But it's like if you, if you talk about it, you're problematic. You're problematic. Like just appreciate what you got. And I'm I'm tired I of like the, I'm so tired of just accepting the crumbs. The bare minimum. The crumbs. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just like you're coming with me with this deal. It's not great. I'm not gonna take it. It's okay too. Like. It's okay. Maybe you're going to go ask the next person. They might take it, but you're not going to get from me. You no know? shade. And it's not even so, personal. It's not. It's Be- just like respect. Yes. And I and I feel like when you kind of defend yourself, and mm-hmm. I, I, I could even see it from, from a point where it's like you being a woman mm-hmm. even adds so much to that. Mm-hmm. Because I think as a woman, there's an expectation that you always have to be a yeah. certain way. And if you're firm, mm-hmm. you're a bitch or you're, you're this or you're that. And it's like, no, like yeah. you're 
a business person. Yeah. You need to do what's best for your business. Right. So for me, I always felt like with brands, they would take it personal. And it's like, it's yeah. not personal. I still love your products. Right. And I'll exactly. still use them. Yeah. Um, but I'm not taking this deal. Yeah. Are you going to get free promo from me again? Probably not. <laughs> like, it's it's a balance. Yeah. This is a business, you know? And I would rather, like, there would be times where I would not take a deal. And I would just rather post on sponsor stuff. It's like, it's okay. I would just create my own content if you guys are not willing to, like, work with me here. Um, but I feel like maybe... In a year or two, there has been kind of like change where it's like, okay, they come right and I got a great manager. You are not going to come. Offer is great. We're negotiating. And That's the first honestly, step to negotiating. And I always no. say this like <laughs> when a brand really wants you and understand and um, understand you and know your value, they will put that into you. Kind of like Loki, like as much as you ask, they'll be like, you know what? We want to work with you fine we're gonna give it to you yeah so like i will always like tell people like go for the people that have respect for you understand you and are willing to let you be free and vocal about you know yourself and your truth and your values you know so and there have been like brands that have been great at that yeah so there was a brand for me even, and this is probably, it was the first time and probably the only time mm-hmm. that it will probably ever happen. <laughs> um, but I remember I had a campaign with them mm-hmm. and it was around the time where, so I don't know if you remember when I was like very vocal, mm-hmm. like I was just like mm-hmm. saying whatever I want and very, very unfiltered. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people started to kind of be like, uh, like, mm-hmm. no, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of take it. Mm-hmm. And I remember this brand came to me and it was a campaign offer. And the the fee, I wasn't really happy with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, child, I'm going to need something. Because... <laughs> And then I remember I you you develop relationships with yeah, people in these of course. Rooms. Yeah. And I don't know if it was God or something was just looking out for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like from the brand was like, Well, can I hop on a phone call with you? I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. They were like, So we're actually going to triple your rate because we feel like it you should be getting paid more for right. this. And I was like... <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, yeah. Like, that's perfect. Amazing. Like, and it was like in a time when I really needed it. Yeah. So that's why it's always like... It's a it's a balance. I always feel like you should always definitely um, stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's a balance. And yeah. I think I'm finding that balance. Oh, yeah. Even with this and being able to express myself yeah. in a clearer way. Yeah. But, I, I had some like really good relationship with some brands and I feel like that's the good thing about kind of being here because you get to meet the brand and you know people kind of on a personal level Mm -hmm. and those people know you're on a personal level so when they come to you they know like you know already like hey this is what we're doing we really want you to be like involved in this and this you Mm -hmm. know versus I had other brands especially when it comes to like fashion brands and stuff you know where it's like I don't know I guess I'm not a fashion girl um, I I reached out to a brand that I wanted to like work with because I buy from them all the time. Yeah, so, I was like, so it makes sense. Yeah, I was like, you know, I would love to like partner with you guys because I, when I wear this stuff, people are constantly asking me where where it's at. I mean, where I got it from, or I already tagged it, you know. So I was like, you know, like, oh, can we work? They say reach out to this email. Did oh no, we don't have time right now to do. Oh, we don't have the budget, but we can like send you stuff. And I was just like, mm, no. And then off the random, another time, they they reach out to me. Hey, is I think it was like Black History Month. Oh, we want you to be a part of this Black History Month. You want to empower women. But we don't have a budget. <gasps> what? Let me walk out. Are you kidding me? And this brand is big. And I see the people that you are paying sponsor posts to. I say, yeah, no, you're not using me for Black History Month. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. No. Wow. I didn't reach out to you guys to tell me no, and then you reach out to me, and then to still tell me you don't have a budget for me. That's fucked up. 
Not on Black History Month. Absolutely not doing Especially, that. Especially, <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, like, you're trying, no. you're using me to make your brand yeah, look better. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, some brands do try it. And that's so what Most like, brands draw it, to yeah. be honest. They be trying it. And, and, yeah. and I think also what we got to understand is a lot of, not only is this industry relatively new in terms of the influencer mm-hmm. world, but a lot of us are very young. Oh, yeah. Like, and naive, mm-hmm. and they exploit that, exactly. and they take advantage of that. Um, and then also, there's really no standard yet. Mm-hmm. I think things are just now being standardized. Yeah. But for a while, it was kind of like you expected a certain kind of way of going about things by brand as mm-hmm. opposed to as an industry standard. Right. So it's like you never really knew what you was going to get. Exactly. And we still kind of don't, at least for me. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know if you have. I know some people like make a you know list of like, oh, this is what I'm charging for this. I personally don't have that. Some mm-hmm. people tell me, oh, you just need to have like flat rates for every single thing. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I personally don't like doing that because there's like different brands. There's some brands are like up here. There's brands are like smaller i'm not gonna charge a smaller brand like what i would charge a bigger brand no you know shade. what i mean yeah. so most of the time i allow like the brand like tell me what you're offering we could work something and either i go up or if you want me to tell you i would tell you and then if you it depends and then obviously it depends on what you're asking of me to do like how much of something you want me to mm. do you know stuff but definitely, it's, like, different. But I do know people that have, like, that flat feet of this is what I pay, mm-hmm. which is great. It works for some people. It doesn't work for some people. Yeah. But the reason why I don't do that, I remember, like, the first time I got my big check, um, I didn't think I could, like, get that. I was so shook. Wow. This is when I didn't even have a manager. But mm. the brand came to me. They was like, oh, we would love for you to do this. This is what we're offering. I didn't know I could negotiate. I was just like, yes, but it was my you first biggest like, check. Yeah, I was like, like regardless, yeah. like I'm grateful for this. Exactly. Amount. And for the acts, they were very laid back. But then when I got the manager and I got another offer and my manager went in, I was like, well, do you would like to negotiate such and such when higher? And the brand was like, okay. I was like, oh, okay. That's true value. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that makes you feel appreciated yeah. too. And 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 in all honesty, I think with a lot of brands and a lot of people in general, they don't think long term. Mm-hmm. Like if you treated me good, even when I'm not at the highest point of my career, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna remember that and take that oh, and yeah. support your brand. Exactly. It's us a long term thing. Exactly. And everyone's just thinking about now. now right now. now. Right yeah. now. Yeah. And I think even with with everything that we're talking about, I think it's very good to even communicate that with kind of each other mm-hmm. because um especially it's another thing I feel like we definitely need to talk about. I think mm-hmm. amongst black influencers we kind of are very in our own little corner yeah. and don't want to share information or, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of people feel like there's a threat if mm-hmm. I say something. Like, one of the things that has, this is, I've never said this. Publicly, okay, say it. <laughs> but one of the things that has bothered me mm-hmm. and honestly has hurt my feelings is a lot of people, especially a lot of boys, a lot of the black boys in beauty have asked me for advice, have called me, have, oh, can you tell me how to negotiate this, 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 and that? And then they kind of, whenever they don't need help, Mm. they've kind of, like, turned their backs. Mm. Or if I've gotten into some sort of, like, something that wouldn't help their brand or their image, it was, like... Crickets. 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 I felt that. I I felt that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that's like, they are like, mm-hmm. and, and then what bothers me even more is when you're preaching mm-hmm. about uplifting yeah. and amplifying black voices, but it's like, it starts from the, your character is truly tested behind closed doors. Yeah. So oh, if yeah. you're doing it behind closed doors, like you don't have to always announce it, but it's always, I feel like sometimes it's always the people that are preaching mm-hmm. that don't practice what they mm-hmm. preach. I, I think I had an experience before, and I was like, okay, I probably would never ask anybody this, you know? 
this is when I started and I came, you know, to LA and there was, uh, you know, a black YouTuber that I really look up to and stuff like that, you know, met the person and I had a deal that I was kind of like in the talks with and I didn't know like what I should like charge and I was yeah. just like confused. So I asked the person, I said like, you know, for my level of like following and stuff, how much do you think? Um, you know, I should like ask for this. And just the way that the person answered me kind of let me know, like, I don't want to tell you. Like, answer, I'm like, I'm not asking you how much you charge you or how charge. much you get. Yeah. It's just like kind of give just me like an estimate, like <laughs> what I should go about, you know? So and I think like, you almost have a responsibility to, to like, it's like, damn, like you acting funny, mm -hmm. but I almost still have a responsibility to protect you mm -hmm. because there's already a double standard. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of damned if you do and you're mm -hmm. damned if you don't and you're always stuck in this middle yeah. ground. Mm -hmm. And this is something that people don't want to talk about yeah. publicly. And I think that just as much as it is important to call out non-Black brands and influencers on their bullshit, mm -hmm. essentially, I think it's also very important to take accountability mm -hmm. as a community to what we do to one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's it's 50-50. Yeah. And I think once we start to do that, yeah. we're not even going to be worried about what other people are doing. We're right. going to be worried about the opportunities that we, we open we up. Create we create for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that, I don't know if you felt this, but whenever not like 95 percent of the time when someone's asking you about anything that has to do with race or anything that has affected you within your black experience mm -hmm. it's usually from someone who is not black mm -hmm. who does not understand you mm -hmm. who is asking you because it's good for whatever platform they're sharing it right. but they can't relate to you they can literally yeah. be like mm, right wow but they once the cameras turn off <laughs> Yeah. They can't relate. That's no, why I think starting platforms like this and yeah. talking to one another is so important. I'm glad like people are actually coming because I know how it is, how people are saying like people don't really like Ciao. come to like black media, you know, yeah. like it's like there'd be black media and then there'll be, you I know, feel you. and people go to the white media instead of I'm know. I'm grateful for so everybody that mm -hmm. has agreed is to you like mm -hmm. to everybody especially because even even within ourselves um i think it's it's very difficult to navigate mm -hmm. um asking somebody especially with a, such a big platform like you mm -hmm. and this is really just me speaking some real <laughs> shit to come on my platform because uh -huh. a lot of people would be like yeah. Why am I going to go on there? Yeah. You know what I mean? So with everyone that comes on, like, you can ask Gabby. I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, I'm nervous to ask. <laughs> but then, like, when somebody agrees, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Like, yeah. I, like, it's because it's like, it really, I started this because mm -hmm. I really just want to get to know your story. Right. Like, I, I love that. Like, I it's, love it. It, it brings love... me so much joy. I love that you're doing this for <laughs> And I have one question. Like, what yeah. made you decide to start a podcast? I think it just came from, from being misunderstood. I think there mm -hmm. were so many years um, where I had such a hard exterior, mm -hmm. uh, especially being from New York. You're already aggressive. Right. Y'all mad loud. <laughs> you say y'all mad, mad loud. loud. You sound like somebody uh. from the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so mad. I'd be like... Relax, but <laughs> but not only loud, but it's like I intense. Mm -hmm. And when you leave New York, that's just your way of life. Mm -hmm. Like you don't feel like you're loud or you're aggressive. Yeah, or anything. It's just, this is just my this everyday. is me. Yeah. So I felt so misunderstood mm -hmm. throughout the years. I think that a lot of people not only thought I was aggressive, which I was aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, I was aggressive. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely have toned it down because I've identified that. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people took some of the things that I would do as being messy or, mm. or being... So it was just I like... I mean, I felt some type of way. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just like, uh -huh. Let's talk mm. about it. Mm. Yeah. See, the thing is, I, I'm like, I have really, like, bad memory. But I know, like, with certain people that you were, like, 
you know, moving with around mm-hmm. that time. Energy just for me was just like, ugh. I don't think I ever like me and you ever like talk talk where yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. I got weird energy. But I know, you know, someone that you were around with, was, I was just like, yeah, I was just like, oh, like this. Per- I had to tell the person, I was like, I actually cannot like be friends with you. And it's not like anything like specifically happened between me and this person. It's just like the energy and like the I way that the when person. We had, we had that con- I actually approached you. Did you? I was the one that approached you. Yeah. And you were very honest up front yeah. and you did it in a way where it was not confrontational no. um but i remember with that situation because i know yeah. what situation you're talking about i remember telling the person you gotta respect the honesty child yeah because a lot of people would just dance around it mm-hmm. and lie about it so i gained a respect for you because mm-hmm. That was something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always wanted, like, if you felt a way, yeah. tell me. Yeah. I'm not some crazy monster. And it's not, it's not like, oh, I, I don't, if I, if, right, if I see the person, I definitely would be like, hi, bye. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, you know how sometimes you feel like you're kind of being forced to be like friends. I don't like that forced friendship. Like all the people that I'm actually friends with, it kind of happened naturally. We meet, hey, hi. Maybe the next time, like, you know what? Let's actually hang out. We hang out one time and that's like it, right? Yeah. But if I have, I hang out with you kind of like a few times and I just still cannot be myself around you. It's just like, you know what? This is taking a lot in me to like be around you or it's like, just like, you know what I mean? And even with that, even with that situation, it's funny. I wasn't going to bring it up, Um, but I was actually, that what what. Those some of those situations made me nervous to ask you. Really? Because even though it wasn't personal to mm-hmm. me, I've I just have always kind of been nervous to kind of ask people for just things in general. But I always yeah. felt like, damn, like what do they think of me or yeah. anything? Because normally I don't care. But mm-hmm. if you're going to interact with somebody, you you do care. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But that was honestly one of the moments where I was like, okay, I respect. Mm-hmm. Shalom. She's Thanks. honest, and you know, honestly, when I would mm-hmm. approach people, people would be kind of scared. Mm-hmm. You wasn't scared. You was like, "Listen, <laughs> I was like, you know you what? Was like, this is what it is." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. you said I said what I said," and I was and like, like "You sure did." <laughs> and it's, it's no, it's no like drama. And the thing is, like with me, it's like I don't have to make anything like public. It's like. I have friends where I stop being friends with. Like, we all go about our own way. Like, there's no mm-hmm. need to, like, go, oh, yeah, I stop Make it being. a drama. Like, you know, it's just, like, let's be real. If we're not in this platform and stuff, would you have somebody and then be like, oh, today this person did this to me. Let me go and expose them. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, like, cancel culture and stuff, it's just, mm-hmm. like, especially with someone, I would say, like, people that you've been friends with, which is something I'm so tired of, like, seeing People been throw friends people under the bus. Yeah, you've been friends with this person mm-hmm. for so long, and then something goes wrong, and you want to hop on and just like bash them, and, them. And, and like that's you never been friends with that person. Period. And that is not gonna make me like if I see you acting like that, I'm not gonna see you and be like, oh, I want to be friends with that person. I just know like because what they did to somebody else they're going to do to you especially else. to a best friend or something yeah. like that cuz a lot of these influencers claim to be the the best, best of friends. friends like no but be throwing people under the yeah. bus and and i think uh, it has a lot to do with how you grow up too mm-hmm. um but it's the clout chasing cuz like that that, that little yeah. moment that you feel like oh i'm destroying this person it's just like it's like a jealousy a, like a yeah. hatred i'm like how do you i can i just can never no matter how much i dislike i have friends where i stopped being friends with we all went our way and now we're back being friends again cuz you know it's like you just never like know but imagine going through that then you go online bash the person you really think you're going to be friends again after that? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, like, no coming back from that. So that's, like, another thing with, like, social media and stuff. Yeah, yeah I think, I think pe- people got to realize, like, even if we're not friends, that don't mean I'm not, I'm your enemy. Right. We're just not friends. Mm-hmm. Like, like the same way it was nothing before we were mm-hmm. friends, it, it can be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, 
we have to learn to like just appreciate the person for the time and the exactly. purpose that they feel. People come to your life for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of reasons, mm-hmm. and that's that's okay. And I think with cancel culture, I think is is never about accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. It's more about the accountability, not mm. canceling this person. I've, no shade, I've said so many things that I could think of that mm. I'm like, ew, like mm-hmm. you was talking like this, like you used to say, you used to even feel like yeah. this. And I feel like you have to be accountable. Now, if someone's making the same mistakes over, over, and, over and over, after a while, it's like, all right, yeah. you're trying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that <laughs> now it's like, the first mistake, and it's like, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. And it's like, I, I think that remember. that's so unhealthy. And mm-hmm. I think it honestly speaks to, I think people just kind of like to be a bully and not be taken account. Like, if you're behind a screen, it's like, I could be a bully. And I it's could like be a guilty a bully. pleasure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that. I feel like some with certain situation and certain people, it's just like, because for me, like, when I get, I don't get attacked you know, as often, but when I do and people are kind of going, the anxiety I feel, and I just can't imagine for someone that constantly always gets that, like even if they didn't do anything offensive, but it's just like the majority just does not agree with mm-hmm. it and what they said. It's just like, whoo, I was telling Jackie, I think it, there was something going on and I was just like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Cause I I cannot like I get anxiety off a of little stuff. I'm just like I don't know how you deal with like people constantly back to back, just like picking, picking. No it's shit, just like, I think it's crazy. With her, even with her, I've been guilty of saying shit. Cause you know I've been mm-hmm. very, I was always vocal, mm-hmm. and I had to check myself. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, okay, wait a minute, mm-hmm. how am I gonna hold this girl? To a double, well, this woman mm-hmm. to a double standard and call her out on stuff mm-hmm. and not call out people that are the actually other. doing yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. Like, it really goes into the psychology of how conditioned we are mm-hmm. into picking on certain yeah. people. Yeah. Especially if it's like one, two people pick on, then mm-hmm. everybody's like, Oh, I feel this way about this person too, but I was too scared to say anything. But since everybody's saying everything, bandwagon. let me add bandwagon. Bandwagon. Let me jump on this too. It's yeah. just like, oh I my hate God. that. Shit. You have to be strong to like. Very strong. You have to yeah. be very strong. Yeah. And nobody trains you for this. Exactly. Because even for me, even with some of the people that I've worked with, some of the brands that I've worked with, I've gotten backlash and understandably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think you know. that it was. <laughs> it was yeah. It it showed me though people that were like, okay, like we're still not gonna hold him to a double standard as opposed to mm-hmm. some of the other some of the like other people that have worked with the same people, the same brands that I've worked with, and they were okay and other black other black influencers were okay with them and it I would mm-hmm. be like yeah. Huh? Like it's weird. It's so weird. Like it's, it's so a conditioning. Yeah. It's so much deeper. Like mm-hmm. we could literally have a seven-hour conversation about this. Yeah. So I don't really want to go <laughs> there. Uh, because this this would be a whole nother yeah. episode. But I and I had to check myself with a lot of things. And do you feel like we're so quick to cancel ourselves? That's why I'm saying. That's why I had to check myself with Jackie because even though I would never say things that were disrespectful mm-hmm. or I never called her out her name or anything out of pocket. See, I don't be. When when did this happen? Oh, this was years ago. Oh. She would pay me dust, like you know what I mean. She was she would pay me dust and and good. She like mm-hmm. pay me dust. You know what I mean. But um, I had to get to a point where I was like. What the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. How am I complaining that people hold me to a double standard, but I'm holding this woman to a double standard, even though I still don't agree with how she's gone about a lot of things, and I'm I'm gonna stand firm on that. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel with like everybody, mm-hmm. like not just her. So mm-hmm. why would I, especially as a, I wouldn't say a prominent black male beauty influencer, but because there's so little of us, mm-hmm. I was kind of one of those faces. How stupid do I look? Yeah. Being like a puppet for an industry that wants me to do this, mm-hmm. that wants me to do this to her yeah. so that they could be like, 
yeah, do this. Yeah. And we'll I'm not saying that back. anyone has directly, because I don't want this to get misconstrued. Yeah. No one has but ever directly like... told me to do anything to her. I think it was just this psychology of yeah. me holding her to a double standard mm-hmm. and doing what society wants us to do mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah. I checked I myself. I learned as my long, lesson. Exactly. As long as yeah. you know, see how you can like admit it. Like, and okay, grow. Exactly. And people can grow. And you don't have to cancel that's them. That's the good thing. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to cancel them. And we, cancel culture is polite. Cancel culture it cancels all the wrong people. It, <laughs> that's the problem. That's they cancel all the wrong people. Because there will be an outrage for certain people like, oh, cancel this person next week. They are flourishing like as ever. No shit. And those are some some of those people do deserve to be canceled. Like, please just let, yeah. those, just let those They people be canceling the wrong people. Go, you know? So yeah, no. And the people that need to be canceled and held accountable are they yeah. still thriving. 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 Yeah. But you know, enough of that. Enough. enough let's of get, let's go to something else uh, if you got something. No, that ass. I <laughs> want to go into like what what's next for you? What do you see yourself going into? I know you are into home decor, so is that something that you want to start a line? Like you want to start a home line? Or you know what? That is something that I'm very hopeful and praying for. And you gonna get definitely it. <laughs> start something with that whole you know decorating. <laughs> home hopefully maybe next year um, i'm you know trying to work on some stuff now um obviously you know basically having my own like company i do want to obviously be in the beauty industry so i I still want like beauty stuff i'm surprised that i still haven't gotten like well actually no that's some bullshit i was about to say like i didn't get any like um beauty collaboration Mm -hmm. but um i did work with vaseline um last year so that was like really amazing but I want to have you know my own so hopefully you know in a year or two so I I don't know if it's just me but I get so scared because I'm like with influencer again with the whole cancel culture I want to make sure like when I come out with something it's good it's perfect so people are not like oh she just sold us some like cheap shit and just like you know and just printed and play um pasted her label on it just so slap I, your name on it exactly mm-hmm. so i really want to just like take my time and create something that i i know people are going to love and i also love so yeah i see that happening and hopefully you know getting married psych um i'm like huh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe actually having a little boyfriend jesus really i'm the opposite i i want i feel like i've been so single for so long or i've been dealing with like bs people that i'm like I actually want something serious, like now, like it's hard to date in LA. Oh yeah, especially with having a platform. Mm-hmm. You have such a big platform mm-hmm. that you you have to be careful on so many other levels. Yeah. And well, like, is this real? Is mm-hmm. it like what? Because people just be wanting to jump oh, and yeah. leech off, and it's yeah. ridiculous, you yeah. know. But what what would your ideal boyfriend or husband or like well, well, what are you looking for what's your type <laughs> <laughs> oh see the thing is i don't think i have a type uh-huh. i'm very open like when it comes to like race whatever mm-hmm. um i definitely want someone that is hardworking, ambitious like even if you're not there yet Just you're like you're, you know you're very <laughs> like driven yeah. to like achieve stuff and i feel like for so long i probably have like settled for just like anything because i'm like you know when you just like you want like a companion exactly mm-hmm. it's like you didn't really love yourself so you just settled for this person and you're just like what the fuck are you doing shalom um <laughs> but yeah i'm just like i'm i'm bomb as hell i i'm sorry i'm not yeah. i'm not my introduction anymore. was a bad bitch <laughs> so we started it off like and that. i'm like you know what people kind of like misunderstand being confident and being cocky and I hate that. I'm just like, I want to be like, I want to be out here and be like, I'm beautiful. I'm bad. I'm good. You know, but sometimes like, I'm scared to say that because if I say it, people are like, oh, you're so like, she's so cocky. We I live mean, in a society that tells you, be confident, be yeah. independent, be you. And then when but you, you display those signs, you it's like, yeah. you're arrogant. You're Every- narcissistic. You're this, you're that. And it's like, damn, like, yeah. can I, can I live? Can yeah. I fucking live? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know That's I mean? it. I'm the same way. I don't know if I have a type. I don't know if I'm going to find anybody in 
LA though. Yeah, it's so hard. Did you try Tinder? <laughs> no, I don't do like no. I, I don't even do the gay apps. Like I don't do like you say grinder, you don't do grinder. I don't do no oh, apps. <laughs> no apps. No, I. Uh huh. First of all, them shits give me anxiety. I used to use. Yeah, them when I, I was tried younger. it. I stopped. Yeah. It gives me anxiety. Um, I'm not really a people person, so mm-hmm. me, like meeting somebody. Like I like it to be natural. Like. If, yeah. Like my ideal situation is like in the movies, like you at a coffee shop or something, like just minding your business. <laughs> Somebody comes up to you, like, hello. Like, yeah. You know so, I mean? did anything like that ever happen? Um, I've met everybody that I've met in LA for the most part. I would say like 80% of everybody mm-hmm. is in person. Was it introduction or like it was not just kind of like off the It was just like, off the bat. I'm very, uh-huh. even though I'm not a people person, I will go up to you if I'm interested in you. Okay. I, I, I need to take to some notes. That's what I'll I need like, to start hey. doing. But I don't, I don't believe in you being like, the come one. To me. Yeah, you need to come to I me. I'm not doing the come, coming to you. But no. So I want to end it off on. Kind of like, what advice would you give to girls like you that, you know, grew up and also like, because you grew up in Nigeria, Mm -hmm. but also grew up with circumstances that might have not been the normal circumstances for a child. So what advice would you give to little Shalom if you could, if you could time travel back in time? Um, Advice that I would give to little Shalom is to, um, how do you say this? Basically, like, know your worth. Know that at the end of the day, there's nobody that's going to love you and embrace you like you would embrace yourself. And when you start to accept yourself, you're given no choice to anyone but to accept you for who you are. So just come as you are and just be, you know, shamelessly you. Mm-hmm. Look how yeah. far... Yeah. Big Shalom has come, so Big you know Shalom I'm so here. proud and of she's you. Still, she still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, so. the, the journey has not ended, yeah. and and you know I'm so proud of you, and I'm so grateful that I got this opportunity to get to know you yeah. more because now you know when I when I support you and I champion you, it feels a little bit more personal, personal. you know. Yeah. And Same hopefully, here. you know from from this point forward, we you know we continue to yeah. you know kind of dive deeper and get to know one another mm-hmm. and, and thank you so much for coming thank you on. Like, for I really me, appreciate Victor. it. Like, I love I'm, it here. I'm thank so you grateful. So and you whenever we get the home decor line yeah. and we get the beauty line, I want you to come back and we're gonna talk about it. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. And we're gonna do like a little update and be like, yeah. here we are. We're probably gonna be in a different set. It's right. Gonna like... It's gonna be bigger and we're gonna have drinks. Period. Oh I got I got you with the drinks. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. Thank you yeah. guys so much for listening. And this was Talking with Vic. And Shalom. And, sh- and Shalom. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. Bye. Mwah. Thank you for listening. And remember to tune in to Talking with Vic every Friday.